My name is Angela Cox and I am the Mindset Mentor and this is the Mindset Mentor Meets podcast. Now my aim is to discover and share the secrets of success. You'll hear engaging and uplifting interviews with business leaders at the top of their game, all primed to deliver bucketfuls of value and inspiration. We'll bring practical tips, success strategies and golden nuggets of motivation to help you unleash your absolute potential. Now, please do like, share and leave a review if you love this podcast. It really does help others to find us. Thanks for listening and let's jump in now and meet this week's fabulous guest. My guest today is Ben Towers. Now, Ben is an award-winning young tech entrepreneur who started his first business aged 13. And then he carried out a multi-million pound merger at 18. And he is now the co-founder of Tahora, which is a workplace mental health app. Now, I've got a feeling that we're in for a complete treat today. So Ben, massive welcome to the show. You're down there in London. How are things going for you today? I'm loving it. I mean, the weather's not the best, but we've got a heatwave coming, so I'm excited for that. But I think I'm ready to go. I'm finally managed to get back into the office now, which is good because I think the whole lockdown situation for me, being a people person, obviously like yourself, as talking earlier, is just getting to a point now where I'm just ready to see people again. And so just having some very basic but sense of normality has been so nice. It's so lovely, isn't it? I can't wait to do the same. And when you are that extrovert and you get your energy from people, being locked down and in isolation is tough. But to be fair, it's tough for everybody, I think. And getting back into normality is going to be a challenge. So let's just talk quickly about how you found that, you know, integrating back into the office, getting back out into the transport system, et cetera. What's that been like? So we've been quite clever about it. So only myself and my co-founder on a new business are going into the office. So we're keeping it quite small. Both of us can cycle to the office in less than 10 minutes. So we're not having to get public transport. And, you know, the space is massive. So we're able to you know, comply and keep safe. But just generally just being there and it sounds weird, just visualizing work happening and seeing people yeah. and being in that space is so nice. I think these Zoom calls and video calls are, are good. But from a mental health point of view, you just get to a point where you just like zoomed out. I think that's going to become a new term in dictionary <laughs> yeah. in, the, in the coming times. But you just get to a point where you just completely video called out and you just like, oh my word. And I've started actually moving a few video calls to phone calls just to get off yeah. video because you're like, I'm ready just to change. But given that sense of, you know what, life is going to carry on, things are looking up, which has been really nice. Oh, I love that. We've got some optimism there, which is what we all need. Now, we always start this podcast with what I call the shake your pom-poms moment. So this is about you being able to talk about you and celebrate your successes. And I'd love it if you'd share with us your three proudest moments. And am I right in saying you're 21? Yeah, 21, yeah. So in the 21 years that you've been on the planet, your three proudest moments, I can't wait. So I'd say my first one has definitely got to be, I started my first company when I was 11, scaled up to when I was 18 and leaving that company, like you mentioned in the intro. Now, one of the big challenges along the way is business banking. So in the UK, the law is you have to be 18 to get a business bank account in your name. 
so the challenge I was in facing as I was literally employing staff, but running it through my child's bank account because I couldn't get a business <laughs> bank account, which obviously you can imagine the limitations and challenges is just crazy. And I ended up actually having my account frozen at one point. I had to lobby it and get them to unfreeze it because I said, well, what else can I do? Wow. But I then looked at that and said, you know what? That's not right. Something needs to change. Aside from my business, aside from what I was doing in the marketing world, this needs to change. So I ended up actually lobbying the government and becoming the first ever person to get a business bank account whilst under the age of 18. But for me, I'd say if I think back on the biggest achievement, yes, that was good. I was 17 at the time. So you could say I could just waited another year. I was managing. Mm-hmm. But I think the biggest thing for me is more the fact that other under 18s can now go and can now get an account. They have to apply as future checks, but they can get a business bank account whilst under the age of 18. And so for me, that's one of my biggest proudest moments to know that I've almost left childhood, but leaving something to support other people who are in my shoes. Yeah, you've paved the way for others to do the same thing. It's amazing. Exactly. And you know, think about it now. You've got YouTubers, especially making money from their bedrooms. They are business people to Absolutely. a certain extent. And so because of the way the digital world has now changed business, there's so much more young people, you know, starting a company and so on. So I'm just proud to be able to look back on my backstory and go, you know what, hopefully, even just one other person has got a bank account and has not had to face what I had to go through from a legal and accountancy point of view to mm-hmm. get around it all, then I'm happy. So that's definitely one. Second thing, when I was 17 years old, I was named by the Times as the smartest teenager on the planet, <laughs> which was a very like, random thing. Like It wasn't a competition. It was, there was no news about it before it happened. I just, in fact, one of my friends who I did a TV show with about six or eight months before just sent me a text that day and went, oh, well done on the news. I was like, what news? I don't normally buy the papers, but then went down to Tesco, bought this paper and obviously found myself there and was like, oh my word. So that's definitely a proudest moment. And for me, that's almost like all of the energy and effort I'd put into growing my business. It was like the cherry on the top. You know, it was like, the, oh wow, look back. That's quite a big thing. You know, people from all across the world doing it, not just entrepreneurs, the people on the list who are like change makers, lobbying, but, you, know, you name it, all different people. And so I was amazed to be on top of that. On the planet. I mean, that is some cherry, that, isn't it? It's incredible. And the um, thing that's quite funny, obviously, 21 now, so it's been about three or so years since that list, but they haven't done the list again since. So I can still call myself you a reigning. Not by do, but... I would love a, to have been a fly on the wall when you walk back into your house with the, tes- with the paper from Tesco and seen your parents' face. I was I in tears. Yeah. <laughs> Third thing I would say, so obviously during lockdown, we've started, like you mentioned in, in the intro, a company called Dahora. And Dahora yes. is all about mental well-being in the workplace, trying to look at this in a new perspective. And maybe we'll get into a bit later in this podcast, the reasons behind that. But an achievement right now was, so we closed just under a quarter of a million pound investment during lockdown for that business. There was free product, free revenue, literally me and my co-founder, a few ideas, some corporates who were interested, but you know, uh-huh. it was very much our visionary. And so to close a fundraising round when you can't meet people, when you know, the, the stocks and shares are plummeting, when businesses are quite literally not shutting down, but you know, yeah, contracting, moment, yeah. what we're doing was quite amazing for me. And I think it's a sign that what we're doing is something that hopefully is going to be of use to people in the future. Well, let's hear a little bit more about that because I'm interested to know 
why mental health is so important to you. But yeah. equally, we're interested to know what, what this app is all about. So talk us through that. Sure. So personally, mental health is a big thing. From a personal point of view, obviously being an entrepreneur, you're top of a pyramid. Uh-huh. If you're not an entrepreneur, if you're not leading the company and something goes wrong, you've got people you can go to, a line manager, people internally within the company to support you. Yeah. When you're the entrepreneur, it often feels like you haven't got that. It's the loneliest job I would call mm-hmm. in the planet. And so that point of view from a personal mental health point of view, being a young person growing the company, there are certain struggles I go through, nothing serious, thankfully, but I learned the power of building a good network of friends and supporters who could just be there when you're having a rubbish day, call them up and you can just chat about life and they'll pick you back up. So yeah. there's that side of things that I always had. And then the big thing for me was so a really close family member of mine and also one of my best friends have been through some quite horrible mental health challenges. They've seen the extreme of what, unfortunately, mental health challenges can do in your life. Mm. And that led to me, as I was leaving my last company, going, you know what? I'm supporting these two in different forms, but being there as one of their main contact, looking after them, reaching out and so on. And I was like, I can't sleep at night knowing that there are more people like these two people going through these challenges. Mm And I'm not a mental health expert or doctor you know I can't tell somebody who is they've got a serious clinical or medical condition what to do that's not my expertise but what I could do is I could find a way to apply mental health knowledge and lifestyle change with my background in communications and marketing for my first company and then apply that in a new interesting way so basically what we do is it all around building communities and growing culture in the workplace and by doing that nobody's going to work alone nobody's working from home not realizing that there's somebody 10 meters away from their flat or house who also works at the same company. You know, I mean, starting to build these cultures where if you're working from home, build community people who also work in the company around you. By building community, we're helping your mental well being. We can give you resources and advice and tips and link up with perks and benefits and so on. But the whole solution is centered around people because loneliness and isolation, obviously, of the COVID times is. Mm very much in the news but it's always been a challenge and statistically actually it's 42 percent of employees have no close friends in the workplace yeah and then the link between that and mental health challenges is every day there's more research coming out of it being stronger and stronger links so for us that's our big focus and almost the, the main the main area and so unbelievably prevalent right now because the idea of being isolated and that being forced upon us through lockdown has meant that people have just gone further and further into themselves. And it's often a struggle to reach out and ask for help or a struggle to reach out and say, I'm having a bad day. So to have something that enables that in a really easy way, in a, you know, the way that we can pick up our phone and it's there and it's accessible is so cool. So I reckon that companies will, will definitely want to tap into that and to tap into the fact that you're being able to make that happen. Well, I'm interested to just dig a little bit deeper into you and your journey then. So I was looking at my son this morning, who is around your age when you first started. So he's 12. Yeah. And I was looking at him and thinking how similar he is to most of his friends. And then I got a thought about you and thought you must have been quite different to build a company that was so successful so soon. You must have been quite different to your peers. So how did you cope with that difference and, and how have you coped with it since? 
Sure. So taking a step back in how it all started, which I think links to that as well. I've always been a, a challenge individual. So I was the sort of guy where if you'd say to me, oh, I bet you can't carry shopping bags back from a car to the house. I'd go, stand back. I'm coming That's in right. and I'll pick them up. <laughs> and I would go and I want to prove to you. And that was always like a big thing for me. And so what actually started my whole career off and journey in business about realizing it at the time was when one of my mum's friends, who's an author, just said to me, can you build me a website? You're young, you get tech. Like, couldn't really describe what tech was, but get you, you, you sort of get it. You're in that generation. Can you give it a go? So I learned how to build websites on YouTube and just followed it through that. I like that. Wow. But when it comes to, I suppose, being different, I think because I'd always had that mindset of wanting to do a challenge and wanting to solve things, that naturally made me a bit different, I would say, to be fair. So like in education... I would learn much better when the teacher would say, solve X, Y, or Z, or can you do this? Whereas if it was, here is a math worksheet, work your way down, yes. I would always struggle because that systematical thinking was not in my nature, whereas others would excel at that. So yes. I suppose that's one difference. Another big thing that I found was, as I started to grow out this business, again, really when I was at 13, not knowing it was a company, I just thought it was a way of funding my sweetie addiction, basically. <laughs> um, but as I started to start doing that and, doing more and more, I started to stand out a bit different because I was then on calls after school with clients. Yeah. I was speaking at events, which is how I grew the company massively. And quite naturally, that's changed quite a few areas in my life because it meant that instead of going home and then going to the cinema with my friends, I was going home and pitching, going home and yes. working. So that, I think, did make me stand out. But from an actual grassroots thing, it was that challenge mindset. But I do think it's something that, we can all do, and I'm not obviously a parent myself, but it's something that when I do become a parent, I really want to try to, to do is say, how can I instill the mindset of, okay, someone said no, or there's a challenge that's come to you, don't accept that as the answer, proactively try to change that. And I think so often we teach young people to be sort of complacent or, no, that's not possible, and then they go, okay, right, new idea, mm-hmm. instead of actually going, why? Is there a way we can do it like this to change that? And, you know, that's the same with like my business banking story I mentioned earlier. You know, that came about because I turned around and I said, I'm not going to sit there and just be obedient to these rules. Yeah, exactly. I want to try to find a new way around it. It's a common trait you'd see across entrepreneurs in general, how they don't look at a problem and go, oh, that's fine. You look at a problem and go, yeah, that's not right. We need to still get to this end goal. It's incredible, this desire to push through the barriers. And I think that would have made you stand out from your peers hugely in school. And I'm interested to know whether you've had to face into adversity along the way and and perhaps through the lens of haters, because the more success you have, I think particularly when you're in that social media world as well, the more people can let you know that they don't like it. So how have you coped with adversity along the way? So... From the age of 13 or so, starting the company, I was always in the news. It was always like, oh, this is 13-year-old boy starting a company. Oh, wow. National papers. Then 15, I actually become the first ever person to improve himself as an apprentice in their own business. And again, that was like the challenge mindset we said earlier. I wasn't happy that I had to go to education until I was 18, so I found a way around it. And then 18, obviously, leaving the company. So there's lots of key stories along the way that led to me being in the news. I did a few TV shows and so on. So that quite naturally opens you up to the haters, like you mentioned. Yeah. They're people who 
I think for me, I'd use them more on maybe jealous or more envious in that context than maybe direct hate at me. I agree. I think they're yeah. more looking at the situations that I was able to go to and people I've been able to meet because of the work I was doing. And it's something that I've, in a sense, grown up with from my whole business career, whole teenage life, and even now as 21, I've experienced that. And when it first happens, it's horrible. When you first see that tweet of somebody mm. you know, absolutely ripping into you or saying something, we just look at it and you're like, that's just so upsetting. Then I think that gets to your heart and it did get to my heart and it, yeah. Yeah, it affected me. But then over time, like now, I'm at the point where I'm like, you know what? I know that every decision, everything I say, I'm doing it with my utmost best. I'm putting all my heart out and I want you, and I'd never want to do anything that is ever false, anything ever right. And that's both online like, and podcast, or it's personally individual. You know, for me, it's such a big thing about, you know, wearing yeah. your heart on your sleeve and just being transparent. And so if somebody doesn't like that, if someone wants to hate that, then let them do that. And I will acknowledge it. I will look at it because I think sometimes you can adapt and learn from certain things, but also you need to realize that you are you and never let other people shape you. And I think that's one of the horrible things about society now is a lot of people have allowed hate to change their lives and change how they live. And I think about Black Lives Matter and mm-hmm. the whole thing going on through there, you know, people are just allowed it just to niggle away and niggle away. And I think actually, unfortunately, a lot of people are now in a situation where their lives have been changed by other people. Yeah. And I think actually in this context, I need to be confident in who I am, but also to maybe listen, but not let that shape where I want to be I'm absolutely flabbergasted because it's I mean it's taken me to 43 to learn what you're talking about you know at 2021 it's incredible that you've got that that learning and reading about you and reading some of the people that celebrate you Richard Branson being one of them I mean how do you cope with that you know these amazing people in our society that are holding you up as being this incredible entrepreneur how do you stay so humble I probably say it's my mum with the hammer like hitting me down saying <laughs> no 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 um, my parents are not in business at all mum works for NHS my dad's a draft and designing like ventilation units for massive oil rigs they don't work in the entrepreneurial space uh-huh. but what it did mean and mum always said to me very clear when you come home and you sit at my dinner table you are my son Ben you are not entrepreneur Ben you are not TV Ben you're not speaker Ben you are my son and you are sitting here having dinner with us as a family and it's something that for me has been such a big part of my life and although I now live in my own flat in London I still I'd, I'd like to think I have that mindset of realizing you know there's more to life than any of this and also after leaving my first company I went traveling to Thailand and India and India especially was a charity trip yeah. and by going out there and just seeing the level of poverty, seeing the life some people had to live and relating that to my life, realising, you know what, I'm really fortunate to have never been in a situation where I worried about food on the table or anything like that. Yeah. You know, I'm very fortunate in that point of view. You know, I've never, haven't lived life in you know, from wealth or anything like that growing up, but I've never had to web from that stance. And I think that realisation, going to a place like India and going, you know what, we are privileged to a certain, yes. extent, a certain extent. And that just really sort of awakened me and realised, you know what, I never want to forget that. 
And yeah, it's led to me both getting involved quite a lot of charity side of things aside from my business and staying involved with that. And I don't do the charity stuff for PR. I don't do the charity stuff for anything apart from just giving back and supporting because I think no matter... Exactly. And no matter who you are, you can give that to somebody else. There's always somebody who is a step behind you or needs that support in a certain extent. And so for me, like the business banking story you mentioned earlier, that's just been able to know other people don't have to face yeah yeah your mum must be so proud of you outside of your success the fact that you are such a humble person with so much love for other people oh she must be just full of joy um tell me about doubt do you ever have days where you doubt your ability think about a company that's just an idea during a time of lockdown global pandemic Doubt, I've never experienced doubt to the extent I experienced it a few months ago. Let's put it bluntly. Pitching to investors and being told, oh, now's not a good time. You know, we're worried about our lives. We're worried about all these other things that are going on. We don't want to invest in new companies or even just in an idea. Doubt for me is still a very recent thing. But I'd say I'm still overcoming from you know, what's happened recently. But thankfully, we managed to do the raise. But it still sits there. And there's always that worry now. What if you know, yeah. you've now got other people's money you're now spending and working with and you've sold part of the company for that? Well, my previous company was purely me. I was a sole owner. I was leading all. It was a laptop in my bedroom and worked my way up from that. Whereas yeah. now it's got this external stakeholders involved. And so doubt, especially now, is a lot more prominent in my life than it ever has been. But I think, again, this just comes down to that realizing and taking that step back and going actually hang on a minute the situation i'm in the people i've got around me supporting me championing me and working on this project yes there's doubt but also there's optimism and enthusiasm for what can happen and i think what i've come to realize is that so often as entrepreneurs especially we forget to take that step back and go wow look what i've done look what i've got around me look what's in the pipeline and we get so focused on deliver, 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 do, 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 do. And that's fine Monday to Friday. But just having that time at the weekend to go, oh, wow, things have actually worked away very quickly this week. And it's something that being only 21 and going through what I've spoken at, like sellout arenas in countries all across the world yeah. and so on, speaking at those sort of events, you can easily get lost in. You can easily then suddenly let that rise and so on. But actually just looking at it back and going, end of the day, I'm here to do what I want to do as an entrepreneur and this other stuff I do because I enjoy and it helps go the company and you know, it's a good way of supporting others. But I think you should always have just to take that step back and just reflect. And it's interesting you talk about the step back because I normally at this point ask people about what they would say to their younger self, but it doesn't seem relevant for you that. So I'm going to ask you where you think you're going to be in when the time, your time comes when you're Richard Branson's age. What are we going to know about you then? My motivation right now is I want to wake up in the morning knowing that there are people who are not getting to the stage that my family members got to with their mental health challenges. That mm. is literally my pure reason why we're doing what we're doing is to know that even if it's one person who's not getting to the point where they have to rely on you know, emergency services or have to rely on medical intervention yeah. at times to have that support. And for me, that's a big thing. So when I get to Richard Branson's age, what I would love to look back on and love being in a situation is to go, you know what, 
even if it's just one person who isn't now in that situation because they managed to use what we're building to change their lives, that would make me so happy. Interesting, another thing that what would I say to my earlier self? Actually, you know what I would say about that is I'd say find mentors sooner. So I started to get close mentors when I was like 15, 16, and yep. that was good at the time, but I wish I found them earlier. And one thing I say about mentoring is you should always get lots of mentors. If you get one mentor, then you're only ever as good as that one person. But if you get a specialist sales mentor, specialist finance mentor, specialist marketing mentor, then suddenly you're now going to get experts. And you can, if you can be a bit of all of these experts, yeah. you're better than one mentor who's good at everything. You're now excellent at lots of things because you're learning from the best. So that for me is something that I'm so grateful to be able to have from that age. But if I were to go back and give myself a bit of advice, it'd be to get it going now, get it going sooner. That's incredible advice. We're going to play a game now. So let's sit. You'll be great at this. I've got, I've got every faith. So we're going to play the five second game rule. And this is where you give me three answers to a question in five seconds. Okay. On it. All right. So let's do in the five second game rule. Can you give me three words that describe you? Transparency, hardworking and motivational. I love that. (laughs) Can you give me three things that you're grateful for? Family, friends, mentors. Oh, look, you're just off, straight off the cuff, aren't you? (laughs) Off the bat. And finally, in the five second game rule, can you give me three things that you can do to relax? Play sport, go for walks and see friends for dinner and socialise. So it's play sport. What's your sport? Tell me. So actually, it's a weird one. It's table tennis. Ah. So I've grown up my whole life. So my dad runs quite a big club in Kent and, you know, he's a coach himself. So, you know, like when somebody, maybe you might have a young boy and you sort of say, here's your football, go kick it in the garden. My dad was like, here's your bat, here's your ball, now bounce it. <laughs> it's like the Matthew Syed story. Have you heard that one? Yeah. So obviously Matthew Syed's a very big sort of table tennis coach and so on as well. Yeah. And yeah, so for me, from a very young age, always played table tennis. Obviously, business was always my main priority. But the thing about playing table tennis for me is I, mean, I still play at a high level. You know, playing in the top league in London and so on. And oh, wow. Things. But by doing that, you, you can't go on your phone. You can't no. do anything apart from play because you're It's mindful, isn't game. it? Exactly. And I think that's actually a worry I get. Whenever I go to the gym, so I usually go before work as a way to wake me up and get me going for the day obviously not as much right now but when I go to the gym what actually scares me is seeing people texting seeing people yeah on their phones this is your time to exercise and focus on you and reflect and I sometimes go swimming as well at the gym and when I do that some of the ideas I think of while swimming <laughs> is phenomenal you just think of things you would never normally have thought of in the day-to-day life because you just get that time just to stop and just do something that's not normal from what you're used to in day-to-day and so yeah, sport is a big thing. I say table tennis is my main sport, but I do love just to be active, really. I love that. And that focus on mindfulness is so key, especially for young people. Because you're right, the phone is literally becoming the next addiction, isn't it? It's the next cocaine. So yeah, to try and put that down as much as possible. So I can't wait to see what you're going to say for this next question. It's the final question, Ben. And it's the one that everybody will want to know the answer to. So for you... What is the absolute secret to success? I'd say for me, it's having the right people around me. So obviously I mentioned mentors and I'm doing that. 
part again, but from a core actual team point of view. So I'm a visionary, I'm a talker, like I was saying earlier, you know, I'm an extrovert, I love to chat, I love to bounce ideas off each other. So for me, what made success both in my last company and hopefully of this company is having people around me who can then execute, who can then say, that's brilliant. Now let's really focus on that, let's drill down into it, which I can't do, that's not my skill set at all. So for me, that's my secret to success is just being able to build a team which is so complementary. So having somebody who can just take them, that's good, but really, what's the next step? How does that work? What are the risks? What are the challenges? And so for me, that's like the, the secret sauce, per se. I love that. So that you can't keep going to the next shiny thing, which would be exactly. a big temptation. <laughs> but you're the first person that said that, actually. You know, all the people that we've spoken to, what's beautiful is everybody gives a different answer because I think it's such a personal thing. And for you, it is that surrounding yourself with great people who can keep your brilliance going. Do you know what? It's been such a joy to speak to you. And I think you are very different to the way that I thought you were going to be. You thought I I was American, didn't you? Well, I did think you were American (laughs) for a start. But equally, the humility that you have at 21 is just breathtaking. You know, as I said before, your mum must be incredibly proud. And I say that with no patronizing whatsoever. I just think you're just a breath of fresh air. You really are. Oh, thank you so much. Really appreciate that. So thank you for your time. Thank you for being so open and and sharing with us a lovely whistle stop tour. And we'll look out for the new app. I don't know whether you're going to make it available to public as well, but I'm sure you'll figure that out in time. Yeah, remember it's all B2B, but might change. But yes, it's tahora.com, so T-A-H-O-R-A.com. And we'll put it all in the show notes as well so that people, because leaders and things are always listening, so they might want it for their organisation. Oh, lovely. Thanks a million. You're an absolute superstar. Thank you. I do hope that you enjoyed listening to the Mindset Mentor Meets podcast. If you did, be sure to check out the show notes to access all of those important links. For more about me, visit my website at www.angela-cox.co.uk. Now, I'd really love it if you could subscribe to our channel so that you never miss an episode. And do leave us a five-star review because it really helps us to get noticed. Bye for now. I do hope that you'll tune in next week and take good care.